Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 289 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Osei. And uh, he wants to become a great organist and a composer. But uh, he struggles with fingering. That's a sort of uh, short question that he sent. But it's I find it very controversial, don't you? Yes. If you want to become a great composer and organist, I think your challenges should be bigger than fingering. I think so too. Because if you are still struggling with fingering, it means that you are at a very beginning clever beginner level uh-huh don't you think so yes uh, what i've read like if if he uh, you know solve the fingering problem then he would become a great organist and a composer which is obviously not enough yes because i think fingering is only one one small part of performance mm-hmm. what about pedaling right true True, and all other things, you know, and if you want to become a composer, you need to know theory very well, too, to be able to analyze pieces. Let's talk a little bit about fingering, right? Mm-hmm. How to solve mm-hmm. this fingering problem if if uh, he doesn't use our fingering and pedaling scores? Well, when making your own fingering, you need to know what piece you are working on, in which style it is written. If it's Baroque piece, or it's Romantic piece, or it's a modern piece. And then you finger it accordingly. And we have talked about you know, those basic principles of fingering, I think, many times already. Mm-hmm. And uh, since Osei wasn't listening, we can repeat that again, right? So, let's say... For Baroque fingering, what you must avoid is playing with finger substitutions, glissandos, things like that. Avoid using thumb whenever possible, right? If it's maybe... On a black keys, on the upper keys. um, Yes. If it's a chromatic music, 
especially for 18th century, then avoid avoiding uh, thumb is not really possible most of the time. Uh, I guess using those three main fingers, two, th two three, and four are very, very uh, important in early music, right? Um, in both hands. Uh, what about, uh, let's say, modern music or legato style music? When you can use the finger substitution and glissandos. But not always, right? If not always. It depends on what articulation needs. If you have to play legato, then yes, you will use all those techniques. If you play frequently scales and arpeggios, you can figure out most of the f modern fingering too without any glissandos and substitutions. True, true. But uh, substitutions and glissandos come handy when you're playing more than one voice in one hand. And that's very often happens in the 19th century and later music. Right. Is it okay to use the same fingering, the same finger in some of the middle voices when it's not possible to play legato? Well, yes, you have to do that mm -hmm. quite often. You, basically, you lift off a little bit. And uh, since the audience will still hear the upper voice and the bottom voice, it's not a big deal. Well, actually, sometimes it's even possible to connect, to play legato two notes with your thumb. Ah, thumb glissandos, yes. That's right. So that's basically the main principles of playing the, the modern music with efficient fingering, right? What about um, his dream of becoming a great organist and a composer? Can we help him a little bit? What would be the first step? Well, of course, to practice a lot. Sit down on the organ bench as as often as he can, maybe every day, right? Sure. If if you want to become a great organist, you have to practice every day. How long? For how long? Well, at least two or even three or four hours. Let's say four hours. For a great organist, you have to practice for four hours. Two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. With breaks, of course, don't uh, hurt yourself, don't hurt your back, and and you have to walk around, drink a glass of water, and stretch every 30 minutes or so. But since Osei has a lofty goal to become a great organist and a composer, I think... Uh, uh, Pushing yourself a little bit more and playing four hours a day is doable. Yes, and about becoming a composer too, I think it's important to understand that composition is probably the highest level of you know of all musical creativity. I would say that improvisation might be higher. a little bit higher. Yes, I was going for that. Why higher, Rosha? Because when you are composing on the spot, right on the spot. Oh, thank you. You are sort of developing further the great idea. But so, you know, to, to become a composer, you need to understand music theory, music harmony, the musical analysis very good. You need to have, you know, 
to know musical, different musical styles, you have to know a little bit of music history too. And then after you know studying other composer styles, other musical styles, you need to develop your own style. Mm-hmm. Does it come naturally or you have to force yourself? Well, I think both ways. For some it might come naturally, but for some I think... Do you think Bach... Let's see, let's talk about Bach. Do you think he, when he was creating music in the 18th century, would he think, oh, how can I become original? Well, I, th- I think, you know... Each 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 Greek composer started by studying other composers' works. Copying them. Yes, copying them. Like Bach, for example, he you know when he lived with his brother uh, at night, you know, in secret, he would rewrite pieces by Johann Pachelbel. Right, and at first his compositions uh, were similar to Pachelbel's. Sure. And then remember that story when he went on foot throughout the Germany to Lubeck, you know, to listen to Busterhude and to Reinken in Hamburg. So obviously, you know, he was learning from them as well. Mm-hmm. And when he was living in 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 those parts, he learned from Böhm in Lüneburg. True. And since, since you know, you can find uh, all those Italian and French influences in his music, and of obviously German influences, various German influences, mm-hmm. because Pachelbel lived in one part of Germany where music was so much different, let's say, from the north, northern Germany. So he studied all those influences, and you can find all of them in his music. Of course, he sort of remade them, reworked them, mm-hmm. recycled them, and used in his own unique way. And, of course, we also need to mention that he knew uh, Stila Antico very well. Which is Renaissance style. Yeah, which is Renaissance, so obviously he knew works probably by such a great masters as Palestrina. Mm-hmm. And Lasso. And, let's say, Frescobald. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned a great idea that he combined several ideas into one style, uh, German, Italian, French, and made it his own, this combination that we know as a mature Bach style, as a mature Baroque style even, right? So a person like Osei could uh, first uh, copy some music of his favorite composers, study them, get curious about them, analyze them, and maybe maybe create uh, something really similar that these composers did at first. But once he gets better at that, once it becomes boring, he could combine a few elements into one piece, a few stylistic elements into one composition that's how you become original right not not copying one but stealing from many composers that's right and since you know Bach lived in 18th century and we live in 21st century we have much more things to study too because the music history is already 
much richer and longer compared to the 18th century. Uh -huh. So we have so much material that old masters didn't have before. That's right. That's great. Um, and this is such a lofty goal, right? To become a great composer and organist. Do you think that that Osei could start composing right away even if he doesn't know so much about organ history? Uh, or music theory, harmony, other composer stylistic elements. Could he do that today? Well, I wouldn't do that if I would be him. Why? Because, well, would you? It's not forbidden to start composing, right? It wouldn't be great and he has to, so to say, uh, fail a lot at first, right? And only a little bit later he will find out a few breakthroughs. Uh, and that's okay, right? You have to start small. What? That's what I would do. Well, you know, the scary thing for me is that there are many, many young people nowadays who imagine that we are composers already, great mm -hmm. composers. But we cannot themselves neither play nor understand music. And I don't know how we compose. Probably we are using just, you know, digital softwares mm -hmm. to help them to do it. And I wouldn't want to play a piece written by such a composer. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in order for me to, to take a composition of somebody and to play it, I need to respect that composer. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea, because uh, we can compare composing to writing. And uh, there are so many writers, right, who create um, novels, and uh, a lot of novels are not good, simply bad writing, right? So the first rule in writing probably is write a book you want to read yourself, right? If you are not reading that book yourself, if you wouldn't recommend to anybody else that kind of style then it's not a good book so with composition probably is the same you have to compose music you want to play yourself true and in order to do that you need to be able to you know to play the instrument mm -hmm. and if you are writing for organ you need to to know about it mm -hmm. so becoming a great organist and um, composer, actually, it's connected, right? You, it's two sides of one coin, right? You cannot become a great organist uh, if you are not actually creating, and if you if you can't create well, if you are not playing the instrument, if you are not uh, uh, basically familiar with the vast variety of organ repertoire which came before, right? So tell Osha your final advice to Osei. Well, so just you know, keep going and keep motivating yourself mm -hmm. and have a little goal for every day. Mm -hmm. Knowing that finally it will lead you, you know, to becoming a great organist and composer. And my advice would be um, probably uh, start small and have a goal of becoming a bad composer first, 
right create bad music first but a lots of it and then little by little if you create lots maybe thousand composition that are bad maybe one or two will be good you know and then in 20 years you become a great composer well yes for some composers you know it was enough to leave one one you know excellent piece that we would be remembered forever right so it's it's a long uh, uh, life and uh, hopefully you can create something new every day and it doesn't have to be perfect right because perfection is killer of creativity thank you guys this was with us and Usha. please send us more of your questions we love helping you grow and remember when you practice miracles happen this blog is supported by total organist the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 
10D organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Usha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.